What's up guys? Bang, bang, it is lunch money time. While Wall Street is trying to get rich, the rest of us trying to get our lunch money right. I am here with Polina. We're both in uniform, all Very black red. every day. This is black. That is definitely gray. This is definitely black. Anthony. That's black. Uh, this is black, this is gray. No, mine is a washed black because this is an old shirt. Uh, are you? Are we gonna argue over what's black and what's not black? John, is this black or gray? Yeah. Oh, John's in between. My little brother's right here, but he's he's camera shy. He's too good looking for the camera. <laughs> Don't worry. BlockFi is not the sponsor of Lunch Money. Go to BlockFi.com/pump. Sign up. You can earn interest on your crypto, or you can sign up for the waitlist for the Bitcoin Rewards credit card, where you swipe your credit card and you get paid back in Bitcoin. Go to BlockFi.com/pump. What's up? <clears throat> China's central <clears throat> it is definitely great. Come on. <laughs> China's central bank and the US Federal Reserve agreed that a fully autonomous national digital currency is not feasible, but Fed Chair Jerome Powell believes when a digital dollar is developed, it must provide users with more privacy than the People's Bank of China's planned digital yuan. One. I don't know what privacy they think that they're gonna do. But I will give the Federal Reserve Chairman Powell uh, kudos. Ooh. Yes, we do need more privacy. This is lunchtime money. Wait, lunch, what are we? Lunch. Money. Lunch money. <laughs> Did you forget the name of the show? <laughs> yes. Oh, it's like kind of like when you forgot what black looks <laughs> hold on, like. Hold on. This is a lunch money first time. Okay, it's over, the moment is over, keep going. It's not the first time I've agreed with them. Uh, I do agree that we need more privacy than what the People's Bank of China's digital currency will provide. But I also agree that we probably need even more privacy than Jerome Powell thinks we need. And so uh, it's like he's a step in the right direction. But rather than taking a step, we need to take a whole leap in the other direction than the uh, Chinese digital currency. So that's great. Uh, what I do find interesting, though, is there's no longer a debate on are we going to have a digital currency or not in the United States. It is now pretty much spoken about like, duh, of course we're going to have it. Just a matter of when. What kind of conversations do you think Powell's having at the moment? Uh, I, I would not want to be him just given the constant stress and changes and all the stuff that's going on all the time. All right. Mark Cuban is investing in a decentralized startup called Espresso with a Z, two Zs, a decentralized finance startup building data aut automation tools, and it raised $2 million in funding for Mark Cuban, Arrington Capital, and CMS Holdings, among others. What does it do? Uh, what did it say? Data automation tools? It probably just ingests data. I, I don't know. I haven't looked at this, but it probably just ingests data and then does all sorts of manipulation, uh, represents it, etc. So it makes a lot of sense. Interesting. Is Mark Cuban now very much into like DeFi, NFTs, crypto? Oh yeah, for sure. He, he uh, look, I think that Mark Cuban probably more than most people I know who have had great success He's very open-minded, and, and adaptable. he all, but he also does the work, right? Like if you go back and you look at his story uh, in the early days of when he was doing computer software, like he went and he read the manual. How many people were willing to read the manual to understand uh, whatever the computer was that they were building on, and, and like for the software? Uh, and so same thing here is like I have no doubt that he's sitting, he's doing a ton of work, he's really, really trying to understand uh, the market, the opportunities, and then he's going and he's deploying capital. So what? Kudos cool. to him. Uh, Michael Arrington was also in that round. You didn't mention yeah, him. Arrington I did. Capital, but I know. he's in there too. I didn't Go mention. ahead. 
Okay, more funding news. Some of the biggest names in finance are betting big on the success of Greenwood, the digital banking platform introduced last year by co-founders Ryan Glover and rapper activist Michael Killer Mike Render. The fintech startup named for the early 20th century African-American business district in Tulsa, Oklahoma that earned the nickname Black Wall Street has raised more than $40 million in Series A funding since its website launched in October. Do you remember when we talked about this first? Yes. It now has raised $40 million. Yeah, that's great. Do they have any stats in there in terms of uh, more than 500,000, go back up, more than 500,000 people signed up for an account before launch? That's cool. Killer Mike's got a killer platform, and he knows that if he can pull people into uh, that world, he can help them, right? Which I think is really, really smart. And they're going specifically after the black and Latina, uh, Latinx, which I think is Latina, Latinx. Latina, Latinx uh, community. And uh, to me, it just makes a lot of sense. Like, you have to build for specific demographics, you have to build for specific why? verticals. Why do you think you have to build for specific? A lot of it has to do with the marketing. Right, like, like the way that you speak to certain groups. If I sit down, like, I think one of the skills that I have is if I sit down with somebody on Wall Street, I talk to him about Bitcoin in one way. When I go on Andrew Schultz's podcast and talk to him about Bitcoin, when you talk to my dad, you talk differently. Of, of course, so it's like you got to know your audience, right? And so naturally, what that does is it provides opportunity for people with different marketing messages to have a very similar product. I mean, a deposit account's a deposit account. It's just how do you market it and how do you position yourself in the marketplace? All right. Delivery startup GoPuff has raised $1.15 billion in funding at an $8.9 billion valuation. Wow, it's now available in more than 650 U.S. cities. Raphael. That's awesome. What up? GoPuff. Had him on the podcast. Absolutely banger. These guys get it. They literally try to get you whatever you need delivery in like less than 15 minutes or something. What? It's just like you literally you press a button and oh, that's all right. Of a sudden, this is a SoftBank backed. Um, it is there fast, and so uh, they've been growing very quickly. They have these like outposts. That was what was so interesting to me. Is basically they go into cities and they have like almost like little convenience stores, uh, but they're not consumer facing. Like you can't walk in and buy stuff. It's more of like think of like a warehouse, like Amazon warehouse style, but they're uh, spread throughout a city, and so they can very quickly just get you whatever you need immediately uh, because it's you know down the street and somebody brings it to you. Um, and by the way, in Miami, we've been seeing those little rovering like robots that deliver things all over. It's so cool. We saw I them miss the other day. If they come up to me, I'd be barking at them like a dog. Oh my god! Do you want to tell them about the dog incident? A dog. I was walking, and a dog. T- yapped at me like sorry like barking at me and it did it when i got close and so i just had a natural reaction no i did not aggressively go towards it all i did was i looked at it and i said what i say he said calm down i dog. said calm down dog and the owner just looked at me and i was like your dog barked at me first and your dog and was then yelling we at were me. walking away and i said anthony you can't yell at other people's dogs and he tried to tell me that the dog started it and the dog yelled at him first <laughs> it, it did facts <laughs> I was walking peacefully and the dog was there. And then the dog kind of jumped at me and started barking all crazy. That I put the dog in its place. They'll be yelling at me or I'll yell back. I'm a pacifist, but like, <laughs> if you start it, I'm going to end it. That dog got real quiet, real no, fast. No, did not. Okay. Finally, Japan held a ceremonial kickoff for the Summer Olympic Games by starting a relay of the Olympic torch around the country. It was a symbolic message that the games are going ahead despite public skepticism and pandemic restrictions that will block overseas spectators from attending. Wait, so 
The torch will be carried through all of Japan's 47 prefectures or states by about 10,000 runners, skiers, swimmers, and others before being brought into the Olympic Stadium in Tokyo on July 23rd for the opening ceremony. I love the uh, 10,000 people are going to help bring this torch. You know how many people it is? That's so cool. Like 1,000 people is a lot, and there's 10 times more. Where do you find 10,000 people? Well, they're all the, the athletes and stuff. Yeah, but I, I don't think they're existing athletes. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. But 10,000 people is a lot of people. To be handing torches? Like, whatever. Like what are we going to do? Just, like, get in a line and just pass it from person to person? Um, they always do that. I think it's a tradition. Yeah. Also, um, cool. Well, so, so people from... They're going to start it near Fukushima. Wait, wait, wait. So people from all over the world can't go to watch the Olympic Games? I don't think so. Are they going to be virtual? No, I think that they're not allowing an audience, right? Uh, I, th- I think that's true. I mean, correct. Look, you have the source data. Don't be getting me to say fake news here. I don't know. I don't. It doesn't say. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Well, right here, the games are going ahead okay. despite public skepticism and pandemic restrictions overseas that will block spectators. overseas spectators. All yeah. overseas. So if you're in Japan, you can go. But if you're from outside Japan, then you can't go. Whew! Wow. All right. Next. All right. It's Ask Lunch Money time. Hashtag Ask LM in the comments below. We got one from Savino Longo. I am a new dad and would like to start an investment fund for my child to hand over to her when she graduates from high school. Pomp, you have me convinced keeping it, keeping it in the bank is not the best option. And I know of the 529 fund, but what are my crypto or even non-crypto options that will help the money grow the most? Thanks for taking my question. This is not financial advice. Yeah, look, I, I think it's less about the exact execution of this. There's plenty of financial advisors or people who, who do this for a living who are going to have better uh, kind of execution advice. My thing is just when you start to do this from a long time horizon, uh, you can basically um, be very, very patient. And so if you think about, you know, hey, if I contribute 20 bucks every month and uh, I do that for 15 years and then it compounds at, you know, 8, 10%. It's going to be a large sum of money, uh, but then what happens if instead of doing twenty bucks, you do a hundred or two hundred, right? If you can, if you can afford to do that, then on top of that, what if I don't get eight to ten percent? What if instead, you know, Bitcoin over the last twelve years has compounded at two hundred percent? Um, annual uh, compound annual growth. And so it's like, you can't look at the past performance as an indicator of future performance, but what you can do is say, hey, if I take a really, really long time horizon on something, uh, where's the best place to put it? I think that you can figure out some asymmetric uh, type opportunities, and then you just gotta figure out the right vehicle, right? And there's all kinds of tax implications, whatever, so I don't wanna speculate, uh, because I don't know your situation, but that's how I would think about it, is just use the time to your advantage. Don't simply go and, and try to like day trade or do anything crazy. All right, moist counter, today is day 30. Um, if I had $6 billion, I would put $4 billion into Bitcoin right away. I would use the other $2 billion to first retire my parents, then buy a bunch of land for both personal use and to generate passive income. I would also build a nice wrestling facility for my old high school team and perhaps, perhaps other wrestling programs around the country as well. With that much money, I would also be financially ready to take care of a family, so I would start a wife hunt. The difficulty of that might be increased, though, because I have to make sure that the woman likes me and not my six billion. Well, technically, you only have two. Well, I guess you have six. Okay. By the way, Moist also used hashtag stop censoring me YouTube today. Just so everyone <laughs> knows, in case anyone missed it. I had to, like, really try to yeah. find They're it. trying to keep us from each other, but it's all right, Moist. 
It's fine. Uh, listen, Moist is very intelligent. I can already tell. $6 billion, that's no joke. Uh, and if you need $2 billion to retire your parents, buy land, and to use it for personal use, uh, we got questions. I don't know what you're doing, but uh, that's a lot of money. Uh, $4 billion in Bitcoin, pretty smart. Uh, and then, you know, being financially ready to take care of a family uh, is a very aspirational thing. Um, I don't know if you're allowed to say wife hunt, though. I feel like in today's day and age, that might be uh, politically incorrect to talk about it as a hunting for a wife. Maybe it's a search. That might be a better uh, use, better, better vernacular to use. But I get you. You know, we, we're, we're, we're basically the same person, it sounds like. So I, I hear what you're saying. What do you think about his use of proceeds? <laughs> Um, I like, I like the wrestling thing. I like if that's your passion, you want to help kids all over the country. Um, I like the retiring of the parents. I, I think that's, I think that's very good. Um, okay. Hold on. Do I have a question? hashtag? Keep Stanford wrestling. Shout out Joe Pomp. Wait, what? They're trying to kill the Stanford wrestling program. Oh, okay. They're, well, well, they're losers. Moise is coming in hot. Yeah. So. Moise got $6 billion. You go. <laughs> All right, all right. So I have a question. Okay, what's your question? Okay, post-pandemic. What is... Are we post-pandemic already? No. After the pandemic is done. Well, never mind. What is a country or a place, I guess it has to be within a country, that you would absolutely love to visit? What is at the top of your list? Don't mess this one up. What if he just says home? Mine is home. You have to go somewhere else. What if he says Miami? I don't know. It's All right, so you can say anything, city, city or country. country, place. Planet. Oh. No, you have to be able to get there. You can go to other planets. They sent a Mars rover. Okay, it's only a robot. Moist is not a robot as far as I know. Okay. <laughs> All, All right, guys, that's it for Lunch Money today. See ya. Bang, bang. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Lunch Money as much as we did. And don't forget... Lunch Money is now sponsored by BlockFi, so go check them out. There's a link in the description that you can click on. I'm an investor, a user, and a huge fan. What? You're a bigger fan of BlockFi than you are of me? BlockFi is my second favorite thing in the world behind Polina. <laughs> They've got three products. <laughs> they can give you a U.S. dollar loan. You can earn up to 8.6% interest on an interest-bearing account, or you can buy and sell cryptocurrencies on their crypto exchange. I personally use the interest-bearing account. There's not very many places where you'll find up to 8.6% interest on a deposit in an interest-bearing account. Go do your own research. There's risk associated, but 8.6% is pretty compelling. So click on the link in the description. Say thanks to the folks at BlockFi. Subscribe to our channel. Like the video. Annoy Plain in the comments. And we'll see you guys tomorrow. And be kind to your friends.